This program was paid for by the friends and partners of Bruce Downs Catholic Ministries. Wherever you are around the world today, it's great you can be here with us. Well, I wanna say hello to everybody to the weekly. I don't normally give the weekly in this setting, but I'm traveling right now. And so getting to one of our studios where we can record, I'm not able to. And so I'm coming to you today and I have a real message on my heart that I wanna share with you on this, the first Sunday of Lent. My prayer is that this would abundantly bless you today. Now, if you're brand new and have not done the Lent series with us before, every day you'll receive the short daily devotional video, but on Sundays, the message will be fractionally longer. And my whole uh, plan is to go in a shorter period of time deeper than the daily devotionals, which build up over time. And my prayer is that it blesses you immensely. Well, why don't we pray right now and let's ask the Lord to come into every situation where we are. Let's ask God to work with us in the place where we are and to speak deeply to our heart. My prayer is that you would experience today's message as a prayer, that you would experience today's message as something that touches the depths of who you are and that this would help you in your walk with God. I'm gonna to talk today on a passage of scripture that I have shared about in the past that speaks very deeply to me. Uh, the interesting thing about Scripture is, is that we read the Scriptures over and over and over again. And because it's a living book, it's a living book and not a, just a dry novel, it can speak in so many different ways into our lives. So why don't we pray? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From my head to my heart, across the entirety of my life, may the power and the victory of the cross be on me and within me. Loving God, you see all of us in all of the places we are around the world. Lord God, in all of the countries, in the towns, the villages, the cities, Lord God, where we are. Lord, people who come from big countries with lots of power and money. Lord, from people who come from more modest places, you see, you see every one of our circumstances. You see, Lord God, those of us who heart, whose heart for various reasons today break. And Lord God, today you see people who are experiencing joy, happiness in you and because of life from where it is right now. Lord God, I pray that today that people would not hear my words, but rather what they would hear is you. People will forget what I say. But Lord God, if you speak into their being, if you speak into the substance of who they are, they'll remember that forever. And so, Father, I pray that whatever I do say is anointed by you and anything that's not from your throne would be instantly forgotten. Father, come to us right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, have you ever asked God for things and then discovered that you don't get it? or that sometimes God has a different agenda to your agenda. Have you ever noticed that? That God has a different agenda to your agenda at times. I wanna to go to a passage of scripture, which I think really shows this and, and, and how are we meant to respond to it? Now, Lent is this period of time when we pause and we take stock. Lent is this time when we pause and we say, am I the man, the woman that God's calling me to be? 
am I, am I able to allow God more into my life and into the depths of my life exactly in the place where I am? Well, let's have a look at this passage of Scripture and then we'll answer that question in time. I'm going to read from Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 17. One day while he was teaching, that's Jesus, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting near. They had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. Just then some men came carrying a paralysed man on a bed. They were trying to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven you. Then scribes and the Pharisees began to question, who is this who's speaking blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And when Jesus perceived their questioning, he answered them, why do you raise such questions in your heart? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you? Or to say, stand up and walk, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the one who was paralysed, I say to you, stand up and take your bed and go to your home. And immediately he stood up before them, took what he had been lying on and went to his home, glorifying God. Amazement seized all of them. And they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, we have seen strange things. Today. This is a fabulous passage of Scripture and it speaks very much to our modern world and it speaks into our lives exactly where we are uh, and what so many of us go through. Have you ever noticed in your life, have you ever noticed in your life that when you're in need, you turn to God? When, you're in, when things are beyond us, we turn to God. Uh, people of faith, people who believe, turn to God but also people who have, who sometimes don't believe, don't, don't, aren't so sure about what God is in their life. I've heard people say, well, I just thought just in case I'd throw up a prayer because I was desperate and I had no other, uh, another, uh, other way to get through this. And sometimes our prayers get answered and sometimes our prayers don't. And some, and some of the reasons for that is, is because God's agenda, God's agenda is different to our agenda. Put that on the screen. God's agenda is different to our agenda. God's wanting for us is, to, is different to our wanting for us. That might be hard to put on the screen. But God, but, but see what God wants for us sometimes is different than what we want. The reason being is that God is working to a plan and we are working to our plan. God is infinite we are limited. I, God is everywhere. I'm right here. I'm not where you are right now. I, I'm where I am right now, was not able to get to one of our studios to record. And so I'm here. And so I'm recording because I can't be everywhere, but God is everywhere. I know some things. God knows all things. Everything you're thinking right now, God knows. Every emotion you have right now, God knows everything. There's nothing you can say right now that God is not aware of. And so God, God has the biggest of pictures. He has the ultimate picture and the ultimate plan. 
we know that when God created human beings, the Scripture tells us that it was so that human beings would be in relationship with God, that they would experience the fullness of who God was in every way, that, that they would have complete and total relationship with God, that God's plan is that it would be a, a relationship of love and knowledge and intimacy. Then original sin comes into the world where human beings reject God. They say, God, no, 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 we know better than you. We want to do what we want to do. And we all experience that tendency within us. Uh, we all know what it's like to know the right thing to do and not do it. I'm sure it's not just me who's like that in our life. And so, and so, here are the, so, so here's God the Father sending Jesus into the world. And why did God the Father send Jesus into the world? Is because with the rejection of God's way, it put a split, it put a fracture, it put a break in, in between the relationship between God and humanity. And humanity could no longer get to God. And the only way for that to be restored was for Jesus to come and to make the restoration, to, to be the sacrifice that would restore and atone and bring back to unity. So here's Jesus in this process, He's on the earth, and his father says to him, you know, I want you to go set the captives free, as in set those who are separated from me back to me. I want you to get those who are blind so that they see my way. I want you to get the deaf so that they who can't hear me to hear my way. I want, and, so, and so Jesus is about a mission. Well, one day he's in a place and the other gospel stories that tell of this story say that the crowds were following him everywhere because he was doing these miracles and because he was someone who spoke with authority. And because he spoke with such great authority, because he spoke with such great authority, people were amazed by him. But the Pharisees and the, and, and the, and the uh, teachers of the law, the scribes and others, were in a sense these people who had religious positions. And what they did was they held up the way according to the old ways of doing the Moses' law, the law that had been. And Jesus came along to set them free from law. He didn't say, I'm going to, to abandon the law. He said, I'm going to fulfil it. I'm going to make it whole. But they were threatened by Jesus. And so here are the scribes and the Pharisees trying to make sense of who Jesus was. They were, they were ultimately opposed to him, many of them in many ways. And so here's Jesus in this house and it says the power of God was upon him. And just whilst he was there and he was teaching and he was sharing, some men bring a crippled person with them. And, and they were trying to get this crippled person because the Scriptures tell us people were bringing those who needed healing. They wanted to bring this person to Jesus in order that Jesus could bring healing to this man. That was the plan. The plan was bring the crippled man, Jesus will heal because he's been doing it to others. Right? And they were so convinced of it when they couldn't get in the house, they hop up on the roof and they tear the roof open. Now, the roof was made of mud and sticks and, 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 and manure in some places. Uh, and, and so they pull this aside and, and they lower the crippled man down in front of Jesus. I mean, that would have been an entrance, wouldn't it? There are Jesus in the house with all these people and then all of a sudden this man gets lowered down. Imagine that happening in your house. Uh, that would be dramatic. And, 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 and what they want is healing. But have a look. Let's look at the Scripture again. 
Justin, if you'll put up for me verse 20, please. Um, uh, now let's go to 18. Just then some men came carrying a paralysed man on a bed. They were trying to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven you. When he saw their faith. The first thing that when we see this, and it says so many things to us, is that here were the four men and the four men had gone to the effort of carrying. The four men had gone to the effort of getting this man onto the roof. The four men had gone to the effort of pulling apart the roof. The four men had lowered them down. And Jesus, and Jesus says, when he saw their faith, whose faith? The four men. When he saw their faith. He then turns to the crippled person and he says to them, friend, your sins are forgiven. Now, they didn't want forgiveness. That was not their agenda. Their agenda was healing. But Jesus had a different agenda. And what, and what Lent does for us is Lent reminds us of Jesus's agenda. That the whole reason that Jesus had come into the earth was to set people free from the effect of sin. And that forgiveness was required by all of humanity because of the tendency within humanity to reject God's perfection. And so Jesus's agenda is forgiveness and restoration to God, his, to God our Father and to restoring people to God our Father. But the people's agenda was we want healing. Why? Because they see their circumstances. They see this man's circumstances. They see this person who's in need of healing. But God is not looking at that. God is looking at the whole. God is looking at the whole of what this man required. And what he required more than he required healing of his physical ailment. He required healing of his heart and soul and the effect of sin so that he could be with the, his Father in heaven. That's what this message is about. Jesus has an agenda. There are two things that we so far can draw from this passage of Scripture. Firstly, the faith that we have has an impact upon others. These four men bring this man and what they're seeking is healing. But as we've said, Jesus gives forgiveness. But it was their faith. Why don't today you pray for family members, sons and daughters, husbands, wives, friends, start to pray for them because your faith makes a difference in their life. Your faith makes a difference in their life. That's critical. Sometimes we can feel helpless, but no, your prayer, your prayer makes a difference. The phone call, the note that you write, the message of hope that you give, if you can do those things, matters. Maybe all you can do is pray but maybe you can do even more. Your faith matters to someone else's encounter with God. Uh, when I was growing up, my, a couple of my brothers were not so enthused about the God deal. And, uh, and they weren't enthused about me being a little bit more interested in faith than they were. And over time, sometimes they'd give me a bit of grief. But, in, but when they came up against difficult times, sometimes they'd go and talk to mum and they'd say to mum, mum, would you talk to Bruce 
and ask Bruce to pray. See, for them, I was sometimes that religious person in their life. My faith mattered. And so even though someone can persecute you, uh, can persecute you uh, for who you are and for the faith you have and the enthusiasm you have, is that sometimes that is exactly what's having an impact upon them in their times of need. The second thing to realise, which is very obvious, is that, that here, was, here was Jesus um, and He was about a different idea. So in our life, when we come to God and we say, God, I have needs, maybe we've got to stop and say to God, God, your will be done. I want what you want. I, I, I once read a wonderful book uh, and, and, it said, and it said, you know, when you want to be blessed by God, figure out what God is doing and jump in that river because you'll be blessed. Rather than say to God, God, come and bless my thing. Stop and say, God, what is your thing and what do you want for me? And when you do what God wants for you in keeping with His will, that's when you receive blessing. Well, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were sitting there going, how can this man be giving, be giving, uh, be giving forgiveness? Uh, this is blasphemy. Um, and Jesus then says to them, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you or stand up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, He said to the one who was paralysed, I say to you, stand up and take up your bed and go to your home. And immediately He stood up before them, took what He had been lying on and went to His home, glorifying God. And amazement seized them all. And they were glorified God and were filled with awe. Now, wouldn't it be great if we had Jesus with us and when we doubt or someone is critical that Jesus could come along and say, well, what's easier for me to do to heal or to forgive? Jesus went to great effort to forgive. That's what Lent is all about, the sacrifice and the suffering of Jesus, the plan of God to restore. And in these days of Lent, in these days of Lent, remember this, your faith matters. It doesn't matter whether it's small and you're not so, so sure. God loves the humble. Look, Scripture says God loves the humble. And if you stop and say, well, my faith's not that big. I'm not sure where I am with it all. You, you, you get rewards in heaven for that. And if you're someone who's been walking with God a long time and have far more confidence in your faith, God will bless you as well. But know that God wants to bless you and increase your faith this Lent. And know that God wants you to ultimately to experience relationship with Him and restoration with Him. And that's the whole reason He came. And as we begin to understand that more deeply through our Lenten journey, we will experience God's blessing this Lent. So begin to pray, Lord, I'm here and I want you to reveal yourself to me in these days, in these days of Lent. Transform me. My heart is open. My heart is open to you. Bless me in these days of Lent. And I give you thanks for all that you have done for me. Loving God, I thank you today that you're with us. And I pray today that you bless us for all that, that we need and require. Lord, may we be the men and women that you call us to be. And Father, we pray that in this Lent, we would experience your blessing upon our life. And Father, we make this prayer in Jesus' name through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. This program was paid for by the friends and partners of Bruce Downs Catholic Ministries.